Howdy ho. Hello. Um, I guess I should get close to the mic. Um, Greetings, listeners. We are in a basement at 12 at night. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to try a new platform, and it took a long time to figure out, and um, we actually didn't figure it out. No, we didn't. So, this is what you all get, and I hope you appreciate the effort we put in. Yeah. And we yeah. apologize that this, well, I mean... Hopefully this sounds good. And I hope so. Well, <laughs> we don't need to apologize for any sound stuff, but well, we're working on it. We're trying to make things better. I know. But we'll get the new platform maybe next week. I'll try my best. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get we'll get there. there. Um, oh, my gosh. What's new? Um, oh, yesterday. Oh, my God. I'm so pumped. I was driving <laughs> driving home from my parents, and I saw the Northern Lights, and I was so excited. I got a text from you. And I was like, I had literally just gone to bed. Ugh. And I was like, ugh. Like, and I set my phone to do not disturb. Yeah. Because, like, I'm such a light sleeper. Yeah. If I do just get, like, a text, yeah. I will wake up. Oh, yeah. No, it was like... And I was like, damn it. They weren't, like, as amazing as the... I didn't see the ones, like, was it a couple weeks ago? Where they yeah, were, like, I think crazy? the last time we recorded, we, talk, we were talking about them. Yeah. yeah. So they weren't as amazing. Um, from the pictures, but they were still super dope. Um, they were like purple and green. Purple? There's a little bit of purple. Yeah. Oh, I usually only see the green I know. Oh my god. Exciting. It was so exciting. I was like freaking out. <laughs> but like, I don't think you could have seen them in in the city. There I was, was only say, in the country. I think the, the other thing is, like with the light from the city yeah. and everything, right? Yeah. But. So it was, um, I haven't seen them probably in like 10 years. I can't remember the last time I saw them. And it, I don't think it's been that long for me. It's been a long time for me. I, yeah. I remember the first time I saw them, and it's the weirdest that it's so clear in my head. Because I remember my aunt took me to go see Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah. And on the way home, I fell asleep, and then I woke up. And I was like, ah, they're right, there. Right? right? You're like, what the? Well, I remember the last time I remember seeing them, like, vividly, was when you... And Beth and I, we went to a movie on Valentine's Day, and we were driving home, and they were out. So we, like, stopped the car and watched them. Right! Yeah, do you remember that? I forgot about yeah. that. And it was pretty dope, and I was like, this is sick. I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, those were so pretty. They're so beautiful. I, I wish know. that they were, like, what's the word? Like, I wish you could easily, like, know when it's going to happen. Like, well, yeah, like, I get the the alerts from the website, because they, they track the solar flare, so they know when they're... I know I'm tired too. <laughs> I know when they're supposed to be. They know when they're supposed to be coming, or with like a good chance. I it's should, usually like late at night. I should see if they have an app for that. But that's the other thing. They I'm send not, alerts. I'm usually in bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. Fucking eight thirty because I, I I get up so early every day. And it's usually like not necessarily in the cold. Usually though. Yeah. But like we just gotta move way up north. Oh, that'd be that'd be the only good thing. The oh, only no. good thing. Okay. I would love to go on a trip up there. Oh my god. Because they're like, the ones we get here are nothing. I know, and they, they're they still so beautiful here. Oh, like, I, I know. can only imagine the, the difference. One day, I want to go. It'll be okay. so fun. Girls trip. Well, they, yeah, they have those, like, COVID. Post COVID, if, yeah, 20 years from now. Yeah. They have those, like, cabins where they're, like, glass or whatever. I've seen those. Those yeah. are so cool. So- those are so cool. But maybe one day. But, yeah, other than that, um... What else is new? I don't... The world still sucks. I don't <laughs> Texas is freezing. Okay, at first, I was like, why are they so upset? It's only like minus five. It was worse. It was colder than that. 
Well, no, but then I was talking to Jackie about it. Yeah. And she was telling me, like, the reason why it's been so devastating is because none of their systems can support no. anything more than, like, zero degrees. And I was like, that makes so much more yeah. sense. Because I was like, y'all, it's, like, minus 50 here. Like, that sounds horrible, but, like, it's Suck horrible up. everywhere. But no, like, because, yeah, you really start to think about it. They have no insulation, so all their pipes explode. No furnace. No furnace. Me. No way to plug their cars in. No okay. winter tires. Something that never occurred to me because no, it's just we're such so a used norm to it. here, right? And you're like, ooh, suck it up. It's like, I can barely handle the winter when I have everything to prepare me for. Yes. It. So and then they have I this. I do feel very horrible for the people going through that right now. I can only imagine. I, I couldn't. Like, I can imagine. Pictures. Like, imagine your pipes freezing and ruining your house with freezing water. Fuck, dude. Have you seen, like, the pictures of, like, like people's toilets? Yeah. And stuff? And I'm like, Can you imagine? Wow. What would you do? God. Well, like I said, at first, go I was pee like, outside. Honestly. I was just like, I don't really understand what's going on. Like, why is this an issue? Like, because they're... Yeah. Cold happens, and that's just life. Yeah, but, but no, because everybody's like, now we need all the power, electricity, and then it can't handle it. And there's all this political crap going on. And then Ted Cruz is like, oh, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> Peace. I mean, fair, though. If I could go to Mexico right now. Okay, but if you're citizens... I'm also... I'm not all... I am also not a governor, though. And your citizens aren't dying. Oh, you guys, you're in a really chic sh- sh- Um, I actually have a trip booked. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some beads put in my hair. Yeah, I need to go sit on the beach while you freeze. I'm Bye. gonna go have a margarita. Bye. <laughs> I need um, to go have a margarita. Literally, like, like, there's a kid who froze to death in his house. Oh my gosh. And he went to Mexico. That's horrible. Like, stop. Well, no, and like I said, like, at first I was very confused as to, like, I was just like, okay, like, it's cold. Like, yeah. what's the big deal? But, like, after, like, actually learning about it and, like, yeah. getting myself a little more educated. <laughs> now we know. Imagine if we didn't have the infrastructure, we would all die. 100%. Oh, dude, can you imagine? I would have died, like, at birth. <laughs> I would have died. I remember as a kid, like, I was super young, my mom, I think she just had me, and she said it was, like, one of the coldest winters. It was it was like minus 55 and everything froze and oh yeah like 100% would have died wow yeah I remember I don't you'll probably remember this you remember I think we were like between the ages of like 9 and 11 and the power went out for like three or four days mm, I don't remember that oh maybe God. I remember because we we have an outhouse on my acreage so, like, we couldn't use the toilet. But my brother has this, this weird, like, he won't, he does not, like, poop in unless it's at his house and in his Oh, kind of did he have to? And <laughs> he, like, was like, I can't use the outhouse. So he was boiling, like, snow on the barbecue <laughs> so it would melt water so he could use it to flush the toilet. Oh, my God. And I'm like innovative good for you but like that's too much work oh god right i was just like i'll go out to the outhouse i'm all good stop but i remember stop i might have been a little bit older truthfully but i remember it was yeah it would have been an outhouse that was the thing like if we didn't have an outhouse like i don't know because yeah we didn't have power for like i think it was three or four days remember that I remember I wrote a letter it. to my great grandma because I was like, you know what this is about, not how power in the Great Depression. Yeah. Fuck. I don't remember that at all. I wonder what year it was. Not that it matters, but, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's what's new, I guess. The cold. 
Global warming, man. Global warming. It's fucking us up. Um, yeah, not much is new with me either. I've no. just been going on my bread journey. Yeah, bread journey. Yep. Bacon, all the sourdough breads. Yeah, you have. Goodies. I made tortillas, which, like, oh, okay. they were a little thicker than I would have liked, but I also yeah. was using a rolling pin trying to get them squatted. Oh, yeah, them. no, that's... Made English muffins. Yeah, those looked good. Yeah, I made a bunch of stuff, and I'm very proud of myself and my bread journey, so... No, it's going well. I ate some of it today. I ate too much of it today. I feel... <laughs> I still feel full. Oh, God. Because yeah. I, I mean, I cut... For some reason, I cut the slices, like, an inch thick. Like, why? And I ate four of them. The thing that is hard when you have, like, a loaf of bread that's not pre-sliced, like, how it is at the grocery store... You yeah. forget how thick you should slice your bread. Well, if I, I cut it too thin, it just kind of falls apart. So I have to cut it really thick. Yeah. Oh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I just, I'm going to feel ill. Sorry if you hear my cat. She's she's trying to, she likes to try to escape out the window, even though I treat her with respect and she's love. She's a squirrely little girl. She just wants to get outside, but it's been minus 40 for three weeks. <laughs> I can't let her outside, but I'm going to, I'm going to. You're like, go for a little walk. We'll see you later. I'm going to. Bye. Um, but yeah, we're still in a pandemic. Um, yeah. What else is new? Um, happy 25th episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And also we're going to start introducing our podcast because I realized we haven't done that. So welcome. <laughs> 10 minutes in. 10 minutes in. Um, 25 episodes in. Welcome to Small Town Big Problems. Here we go. But yeah, 25th episode. <laughs> we were going to do this for the 20th. And then we forgot. And then and we forgot, and but here we are. We hope you all love it anyway. The 30th, we'll do something. Yeah, we'll think of another thing for the 30th. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll try to come up with some good ideas. So, I guess we haven't really done a lot of crimes in our other episodes. No, I think the main ones, like, we've done a couple little. Yeah. Where, like, it's been, like, this town's problem has been ATMs being stolen. Yeah. And this one's weirdos robbing the grocery store. But nothing like And crazy. our septic Sam. Yeah. So I um, I like doing a spooky episode. Yes. So today, Caitlin and I are going to give you a little bit of a true crime story as well yeah. as a little bit of a supernatural twist. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a little different than our normal format, I suppose. But it's Caitlin and I both love true crime and this kind of stuff. And oh, yeah. 100%. We're still going to tell you about this little town because, truthfully, I had no idea that this town had so much history no i didn't either and i was telling caitlin before we recorded that i was trying to do research on this town and their wikipedia page is the most in-depth fucking thing that like i was like this is more information than i know about the town i grew up in well is it is it a town or is it a city well we'll get there okay, but i just want to say that um we got the inspiration from my friend lisa Yes, and shout out to Lisa and Elizabeth, because yes. they have a new podcast, and it just premiered, and it's really, really good. Yep, it sounds better than ours, <laughs> and I'm really mad. No. <laughs> they will teach us their ways. <laughs> the sound quality is better, um, but it's called Rocky Mountain Cryptids, and we are stealing um, some of the subject matter. Yes, I used episode. some of it for research yeah um so if you guys like this episode i would definitely recommend yeah. checking out their episode and it was really really great and i'm excited for them and their new podcast yeah, yeah. it's definitely way spookier and their theme song is really fire i'm also jealous of it like don't do it better than us it's rude <laughs> 
they'll, they'll nice. make it big and maybe they'll let us like ride on their coattails. Oh, I'd be so mad if they made it big and we did it. <laughs> oh. We'll we'll try to thrive off of their success. I'm gonna spread lies about them. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would never. I'm very proud. Yes, it's awesome. Are they eat mini eggs. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Cool. Okay, well Yeah, go ahead. Let's get into this. So the town that we are talking about today is not a town anymore. It's actually quite large now. Mm-hmm. It is. Fort Saskatchewan. I'm sure many of you people have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Although Caitlin did inform me 15% of our listeners are from the States. So maybe you haven't. And if you're from America, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Happy to have you here. I hope that you're doing okay, specifically if you're in Texas. Because the States is a flaming shit pile. Oh, yeah, like there's <laughs> a lot going on. Like You guys got a lot going on. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Truthfully. So thanks for joining us. But let's get into it. So Fort Saskatchewan. It is a city. It is along the North Saskatchewan River mm-hmm. in Alberta, which is its namesake. It's named after the river. The city is also 25 kilometers northeast of Edmonton, which is our province's capital. And the population is quite large. I did not know that there was this many people there. The population from the 2016 census was 24,149. Yeah, no, that's seems, yeah, that's right. I didn't think it was that big. Um, but anyway, the population yeah. has gotten even larger, and in Whoa. 2019, it was closer to 27,000. So they're growing, yeah. and they're doing good, but, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense. They're not far from Edmonton, and well, there's, there's a lot of like going on there. It's kind of a, well, like a lot of towns in Alberta. Like, kind of oil and gas. Yes. There's a lot of industry, industrial areas. Yes. When I was, throwback to when I was in the engineering lifestyle, oh, and I yeah. hated my life, I uh, had to do my practicum in Fort Saskatchewan because oh. there was so many oil refineries, yeah. right, and chemical businesses and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so because it's a city now, I thought, when was it a town? Let's investigate. Mm-hmm. So it was a step. Established as a village, mm-hmm. March 1st, 1899. Mm, okay. Town, July 1st, 1904. Oh, okay. And it was established as a city, July 1st, 1985. So okay. Okay. it was a town for like quite a, a while. Time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so as Caitlin and I kind of just touched on, the city is really well known for all the petrochemical facilities in there, oil and gas, lots of refineries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very industrial. But I found this fun fact for you, Caitlin, because I did not know this. This city is also known for its flock of 50 sheep that roam the Fort Heritage Precinct throughout the summer months eating the grass. What? The city mascot is a sheep named Augie. <laughs> Why was I never told this? Right? Augie. Isn't that cute? Sheep, I need to, I'm not finding sheep. There's a flock of 50 sheep that just hang out. Where? Um, where did it say? Uh, the Fort Heritage Precinct throughout the summer month. But yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Now, the town has a pretty wild history. Like, a lot of it is actually based around, like, I don't want to say true crime, but like, the provincial jail, which I'll get into. Mm, okay. But, like, a lot of the history I found is like really about the jail and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll start with some of the like initial history okay. and then I'll get into it. But okay. prior to the colonization of the region, the area was a gathering 
quite a few different indigenous peoples. So okay. not just like specific tribes, but like as there's so many different ones, yeah, oh, yeah. there was quite a few. Um, the indigenous people of the region commonly traveled the North Saskatchewan River by canoe. Yeah. Because river. Yeah. What you gonna yeah. do? Uh, they also used to refer to the area as the Birch Hills because birch bark was all there and that's how they made their canoes. Oh yeah, okay, makes yeah. sense. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Now, because Caitlin and I always tell everyone about the railway every time, I included that as well. Good old railway. Yep. So, the Canadian Northern Railway reached towards Saskatchewan in 1905 and that placed the town on the kind of main rail yep. line. Yep. Uh, prior to the arrival of the railway, people were traveling to and from Edmonton on like a freaking little goat trail that was around the woods and swamps. So I think everyone was pretty pumped. They were like, thank fuck. Yeah. I don't want to take my little goat dirt path here. Can you imagine? Like, I can't. Oh, let me just go around the swamp. Like, what? I would literally never leave. I'd be like, hey, I'm going well, to die here. It's, they had the same weather as us. It'd be minus 45. It'd be like, so let's true. go on my day trek to Edmonton. Fuck that. Like, mm-hmm. no. It's going to take three weeks. What do they wear? Wool coats? They're like, Donner Party around too. Oh my god, right? <laughs> Just take that sh- those sheep, I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe the sheep are new. Were well, the they'd sheep- have to be. They'd be like, well, these sheep aren't like fucking 300 <laughs> years old. What I meant was, <laughs> I came off wrong. What I meant was, like, do you think that there were sheep like free roaming? Like, I don't think they're <laughs> no, native to the region, so. are they? No. I don't know. I'm not- Educated. Where do sheep come from, Ireland? <laughs> I don't know. Augie, tell us your facts. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. And there was a second little shed and everything built for the railway in 1911 because the town was growing. And there was so much more traffic. Once the railway came, town's population almost doubled. Yeah, makes sense. So I was like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Another cool thing, when the railway came, they were like, oh, you know what we need? A fucking bridge, because it's a big-ass river, Yeah. and I don't want to take my canoe there anymore. Yeah. So, they the first bridge leading to Fort Saskatchewan crossing the river was built at the same time, and the railway actually paid for it in exchange for free land for its station. So, oh, okay. okay, that's kind of cool. Prior to the construction of the bridge, the only method to cross the river at the time was via ferry. Oh, that's annoying. Which, like, how inconvenient would that be? That'd be, like, a 10-second ferry ride. It's not that wide of a river. Right? Like, anyway. Weird. Okay. Not great. So, they had that bridge in um, 1911, but a new bridge was constructed after the old wasn't really appropriate and had a lot of safety concerns, because it was fucking from 1911, (laughs) and then all of a sudden there's cars. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So, anyway. They got this new bridge, and it opened in 1957, and they were like, let's fucking get rid of this old bridge. We don't need it anymore. Another thing I wanted to include, because it's very relevant to the, t- the times we live in now, Spanish flu. <gasps> Boom. So, Spanish flu is a thing. Fucking yeah. cool. Love that. Yeah. Um, in response to the Spanish flu outbreak, the... <laughs> Board of Health placed Fort Saskatchewan under quarantine. So the town was on quarantine from October 30th, 1918 
to November 17th, 1918. So it wasn't even a month. Oh, yeah. okay. That's not bad. So I was like, thank fuck. Can you imagine? Um, Do you think people like had anti-mask protests? <laughs> You're breaking my rights. My freedom. I can't breathe. Yeah, you can't breathe with the fucking flu either. Because you'd see like old photos from 1918 and they had their weird little old timey masks on and then they'd be like kicking people out because they weren't wearing masks. I was like, good for them. We don't change. That's good. (laughs) We don't change. I'm glad that we don't change. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I uh, saw that and I thought it was cool because what they actually ended up doing, so they had guards placed at all of the roads leading into the town. Oh, but how spooky would that be? Can you imagine coming up to a town and they're like, you can't fucking come in? That is weird. That would be weird. weird. That would be or, super weird. Like, it just makes me think of like a movie. Like, yeah. You know, anyway, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. Like under the dome. Yeah. So like nobody could leave. Creepy. Or come like in. That. Excluding if they had a pass from the health board. Yeah, I guess. you. Um, yeah, supplies and stuff. Yeah. So the town itself reached 86 cases of the Spanish flu by November, which was about... 9% of its population at the time. Mm-hmm. And the town didn't have its own hospital. No, okay. Right? Like, it's yeah. just a little tiny town. So, a local homeowner donated her house and was like, you can use this as the hospital. Oh, wow. That's nice. And four people ended up being treated there. And in total, only three residents died from the Oh, that's pretty good. But yeah, three weeks that that quarantine lasted. Can you imagine? I fucking wish that's how COVID went. Well, if, if they <laughs> shut down all the towns, made sure we don't leave, you bet it would go away. Yeah, get all the guards. So yeah. Get fucking come in, bitches. Can you imagine, though, people would oh, God. riot. It, I was going to say it would cause riots. No, there's no way. But I saw that, and I was like, that's freaking wild. Um, okay, now I have a list of notable people for you. And then I'm going to get into the history of the fort itself and the jail. I included all the stuff first because I didn't feel as relevant to our story. It's so interesting. I don't know any of And that's the thing. I wanted to include it because I was like, that's freaking wild. Yeah. Um, okay. So notable people from Fort Saskatchewan. Muriel Abdurahman. I'm going to know none of these people. Uh, can't say that. The last name is very long. I probably said it wrong and I do apologize. She was the first female mayor of Fort Saskatchewan. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. I think in uh, 1980. Yeah, 1980 to 1986. Mike Commodore, retired professional hockey player. Oh, of course. It's always hockey players. It always is, right? Um, Robert Raymond Cook, the last man to be hanged in Alberta. Oh, wait. Another? Or is that the same guy we're talking about today? No. No. So, I'll get there. Oh, my God. There's been multiple hangings. Oh. This is the last man that was hung in Alberta. Dang. Poor yeah. Saskatchewan. Um, Kirby Dotch, professional hockey player. Mm. Joshua Kutrick, astronaut. What? Evangeline cool. Lilly, actress. Evangeline Lilly's from Fort Saskatchewan? I have no idea who that is. Really? Yeah. If I would I go if I Googled Wait, you know who okay. she is. Yeah, you know who she is. I'm really bad with names. So what if I saw her fake Yeah. I thought an actress? That's not a thing that happens. It's like um how what's his face? Oh my god, they say his name in Big Mouth every fucking... Oh god, I have no idea. He's an actor from Edmonton. Nathan Fillion. Oh, fuck. Nathan Fillion. 
like our claim to fame. And I didn't know he was from Edmonton, actually. He's from Edmonton, and they wanted to name a pavilion the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion, but he wasn't on board. Why? I know, isn't that dope? Nathan, fuck you. I know. I hope you hear this. They made a petition. We all I signed it. it. It's not about you. It is about This is for us. <laughs> the Nathan Fillion Civilian <laughs> Pavilion. It's not about you, Nathan. <laughs> um, and um, what's this? Uh, Michael, Michael Fox is from Edmonton? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I went on a weird little, I was like, I need to find Edmonton. Ivan, I'm going to go off on a tangent. Yeah, okay. That's okay. You'll, you you'll recognize me, her. Show me her little face and then I will tell you if I recognize her. She not. is in, oh, no, that's a bad picture. I love, yeah, her. No, I'm good. She was like, I think she played two, what's her name? She looks like this. Oh, yeah, what wild. the hell? I don't know who that is. That is crazy. She was in Lost? Yeah. Don't do this to me. Good. Cool. That's interesting. No, yeah, Port Saskatchewan. That's weird. Lots of professional hockey players. She was in Ant-Man? I've not seen that. The Hobbit? She was in The Hobbit? Yeah. She was in all Hobbit. of them. She was in Hurt Locker, Avengers Endgame. She was in White Chicks. She was in the Lizzie McGuire movie. Okay, that I've seen a lot. That is the best movie. Yeah. Wild. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that that's who it was. Yeah. So uh, hmm. I'm going to look up actors from Edmonton and you continue. <laughs> <laughs> so there is one, two, three, four, five more professional hockey players. Oh, well, yeah. More. more. And I've already listed a couple. Oh, I don't care about them. <laughs> Joffrey Lupel. No. Richard Matvichuk. I'm okay. probably saying all these names wrong. Yeah, probably. Carl Makosak. Don't know. Alan Pedersen. Nope. Ray Whitney. Nope. This one's interesting. Not a hockey player. Last notable person. Henry Lewis Ducky Norwest. Decorated Métis sniper who was killed in the First World War. His name was not added to the local cenotaph until 2008. Why? Probably because he wasn't white. Oh. Isn't that yeah. wild though? Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. So that's kind of like the the jot note fun facts for you that like I would include in a regular episode. Yeah. Okay. But then I went into the history of the fort and the jail itself because Caitlin and I are going to be telling you about a a little true crime case, and yeah. I thought it would tie in nicely with the yeah the jail aspect of things. So in 1875. The area was founded as a Northwest Mounted Police Fort. Yeah. And yeah. later it was it became home to a large provincial jail. Yeah. So soon after, the post ended up being renamed to Fort on the Saskatchewan. So mm. Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, it came a kind of key northern location for the police. And the original fort was located across the river from the hamlet of Lam Moreau. And the city opened a replica of the fort next to its original site in 2011. So, there was a wall. It surrounded the fort. Because that's how forts work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it was dismantled in 1886. Oh, okay. And the fort was expanded in 1889. After that... Oh, not after that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So... The fort actually hosted patrols that extended all the way to the Northwest Territories, which I thought was wild. Mm -hmm. And the police transferred the property to the Alberta government in 1911. 
and that was done so there could be construction of the provincial jail. And when that happened, that's when the fort was actually demolished. So they actually ended up finding a bunch of shit when they did the, like, demolition of it all, including, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Artifacts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they found, like, a bunch of stuff, like, in that regard. They found, like, buttons, um, like, structural remains of the original wall, oh, like, oh, yeah. discus signs of life. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the site of the fort has been partially damaged as of now, just due to the fact that there's been installation of underground utilities and construction of the provincial jail. So some of that stuff was lost, unfortunately. But that new jail ended up opening in 1915, and it was on the site of the old fort, and it ended up replacing the 34-cell house. And... That was definitely a good thing because they were so over capacity in the early 1900s, like uh, yeah. 34 cells. At one point, they had over 70 prisoners in there. No, no. Oh, this is meant for 30 people? Let's double that. That's a great idea. Yeah, shove criminals together. Good, like, good idea. Yeah, no. So anyway, <laughs> not a great idea, but the, the expansion was great. Good for them. So there ended up being various additions to the jail throughout the next seven years including the addition of cell blocks a gymnasium a power plant they ended up adding like different types of shops which i thought was random they added a carpentry carpentry shop seems fine auto body shop Mm, again seems normal the third one is what got me a license plate shop Uh, oh isn't that weird make license plates i think so yeah Oh my god, they're on Little City going on. Also, I would like to note, this is from Wikipedia, so if any of this is wrong, feel mm-hmm. free to fact check me. Well, how, who's gonna fucking know? Honestly. If I any don't. of you are hardcore historians, specifically about Fort Saskatchewan, call me out, please. I would love to know if I'm fucking this I'm up. I'm definitely not. I just meant, I meant to throw that out there in the beginning. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool. And another really cool thing, the prison actually grew its own food for their inmates on a nearby farm. Well, that's kind of nice. They yeah. get farm food. Yeah. Um, a new house for the warden and his family was also built because, you know, it was from fucking the 1800s. So they ended up building it, and it was done in 1937. And it was actually converted into an office space later on. And it's one of the only remaining structures linked to the own jail that's still standing. Ooh. Because... The last building on the actual prison grounds, the facility workshop, was demolished in 2014. How'd you go find it? Yeah. What building was it It's abandoned? Well, I don't know if it's abandoned. It was changed into an office space in 1973. And then they ended up, uh, it's just like the only remaining structure linked to the old jail. I'm not too sure if it's utilized (laughs) in any way anymore. But uh, yeah. Cool. So the prison was primarily used to house people waiting trial, obviously, um, or if people were serving sentences under two years. There was 29 prisoners that were hanged on site, and that was between 1914 and 1960. So that was one of the notable people I included, Robert Raymond Cook. And I actually forgot to mention this one as well. The only woman hanged in Alberta was also hung there, Florence Lissandro. Ooh, yeah. Um, they also hung the man that Caitlin's going to tell us about today at this site. Yes. So we're going to get there. So Fort Saskatchewan's haunted. 1,000%. It has to be. Yeah. No way. No way it's not. Um, But yeah, 
So the jail ended up being replaced again in 1988. Oh, dang, okay. And that was because a new provincial correctional center was going to be built that houses 546 inmates, and that was built just south of Highway 15 on 101st Street. Yes, I've driven by it. Yeah, so it's, it's still in Fort Saskatchewan. It's just a little bit different yeah. location than the original jail. Yep. But the cell, the jail cell blocks ended up being demolished in 1980, not 80, 1994. And then after all that was demolished, wardens, what would you, the house, I guess, mm -hmm. the quarters, wardens quarters, they were the uh, only last standing building there. But that's all I have about the actual history of the town. Okay. But I am going to go into a little bit more history for all of y'all because the story that Caitlin's telling us today is regarding a man and the supernatural aspect of it does include a Wendigo. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So when Caitlin shares with us all of the info about this man and his crimes, we kind of know what she's talking about a little bit. So again, shocker. This Wikipedia page was also so fucking I know, I looked at it too. Dude, I, how often do you go to a Wikipedia page and it's like one sentence and you're like, that doesn't help me. Oh, I actually, I find that more, I find long ass Wikipedia really? pages more, yeah. Dude, these two, it shocked me. I was just like, this doesn't Some of them are anything. so long and you're like, it was nice because I actually learned a lot and there's yeah. a lot to read, but like, I also was like, I need to get my notes done and this is too much. So I also condensed this. So if there's anything that I missed, feel free to shout me out on it and okay. let me know what's up. Okay. But the Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit, which originates from the folklore of Algonquin First Nation tribes based in and around the East Coast forests of Canada, the Great Plain regions of the United United States and the Great Lake regions of the United States and Canada. Although the descriptions vary somewhat, common to all indigenous cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being. They were strongly associated with the winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. The Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, which ends up possessing human beings. Uh, the Wendigo is also known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed, hunger, uh, the desire to cannibalize other humans, as well as the um, thoughts or the actions to go and commit murder that fall under its influence. So it's kind of wild. I didn't realize all of this and I didn't realize it's tied into the indigenous cultures as well, which I thought yeah. was cool. Um, yeah. Truthfully, I only knew about Wendigos from Supernatural. Oh, I only knew about it because of freaking people from work, like from Lisa. And oh, like, yeah. Because they had, um, did you listen? You listened to their episode. I did. I did. And like, because Jordan, because yes. I worked with uh, him, you talked about it a lot. And like, I kind of knew about it. And then they talked about it more. And, um... It's fucking scary. It's wild, and it's something that is it's so interesting. So I actually pulled a quote from a, oh, I can't say it, and I know that I'm going to screw it up. It's an indigenous oh, name. Ojibwe? I, yes, yeah. I always fuck it up when I yeah, try yeah. Ojibwe. Yeah. I always fuck it up when I try to say it. So 
His name is Basil H. Johnston, and he's an Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario. And this is his description, and I wanted to include it because I was like, that's fucking horrifying. Oh, yeah. But also coming from an indigenous person. Yeah. I was like, that might be really good. Yeah. Uh, So the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed deep back into their sockets. Mm. Horrifying. If I ever saw that in real life, I hoped I would just cease to exist immediately. Honestly, I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm out, bye. Uh, just kill me. This next sentence. The one ago looked like a gaunt skeleton recently mm. disinterred from the grave. Nice. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Ooh, right? Unclean and suffering from a separation of the flesh. The oh. Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay. I'm sorry. I don't know why that made me laugh. I'm just like, Ugh. I almost gagged reading this. <laughs> An eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and corruption. God, like, get some lip chap. Get some lip chap! Nasty. Yeah, I'm gonna Google. Is. I'm gonna Google them. I never actually thought to do that. Yeah. Um, but then, so that's of a description of Wendigo. Now, oh. in oh god, can I see? Yeah, hold on. Some of them are like, ooh, I'm not having <laughs> a good time. Well, post a photo of one to our Instagram when the episode comes out, uh, including I don't even a photo of the gentleman Caitlin's going to talk about. But uh, yeah, so another thing that I found, you uh, or like. That? The Wendigo, or like, it. like, Ugh. yeah, I don't like that at all. They were really creepy, y'all. Almost um, a couple pics. Yeah, they're fucking scary. Um, ugh. yuck. But in modern day, there's, or sorry, not modern day. In modern psychiatry, yeah, I thought this was kind of interesting. So there's something that is called Wendigo psychosis. Yes. Um, and this is characterized by symptoms such as intense craving for human flesh, which I'm like, okay, how do you know that you're craving that, though? Totally can relate. <laughs> Guys, if you don't hear from me, you know why. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you've never had it, how are you like, yeah, I know what's really you know what smells it. good? Human flesh. Right. Um, the next thing, or symptom, an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. Okay, but, okay, like, but like, if you want human flesh, why would you be... Okay. But also, like, I'm so scared I'm going to charge again. That oh. thought has never fucking crossed my mind because I have no fucking desire to eat human flesh. It's crossed my mind, like, if you're ever, like, oh, I mean. Well, you, your, your mind hasn't gone, I'm so scared I'm going to turn into a cannibal. No, but, like, you're, you're like. vegetarian. No, but, like, say you're, like, I don't know, you, you cra- your plane crashes in the Alps, like that one oh, story. Oh, like, daughter party style. Yeah, and you got to yeah. eat your friends. Yeah. That's, that thought's crossed my mind. I'm like. Well, I think that that's a little more normal to be like, in a survival scenario, would I be willing to eat another human? I would, 100%. I think no that it would take asked. me a long, long time to get there, though. It would take me, like, a week. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I get hungry after a few hours. Oh, I get so hungry. I'm not going to be like, oh, here, I'm good enough. I think it would take, like, okay, I'm on the brink of death. I guess I'm going to nibble on this person's thigh. I know how I am after not eating. I know I would eat one. So, oh, sorry, guys. That's gross, no, but no, I will. No. For survival? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? When it comes down to it, like uh, it's meat. We're all just meat. 
I just, I think it would take a long minute to get there. You can eat me if you need to. Thank you. Same to you as me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be hard, though. Like, if it's someone I care about. That's fair. I would just get, get rid of your head so it wouldn't have a look oh, yeah. That's not, I think the biggest thing <laughs> is, well, even, like, the like 10 here, but, um, like, Jeremy and I have been talking a lot, and, like, when we are older and, like, can afford it, we want to kind of have, like, a little hobby farm. Like chickens but, and like, yeah. and I was like, we can't get a cow. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, why can't we get a cow? And I'm like, I would get too attached. Oh, 100. percent And he's like, well, I know you're scared of chickens, so clearly you don't give a fuck about them. And no. I was like, no, fucking get rid of them. I don't care. <laughs> but if we had a little cow, I would name it and I'd go up and I'd pet him every day. I'm not gonna eat him later. Aren't hobby farms meant you're not supposed to eat? It's for like just well, fun. hobby, I guess. But what I meant was, like, we're not going to, like, we'd get a farm, like, oh, okay. for us. So, like, okay, chicken, meat. Okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Eggs, eggs and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, But, like, I'm not going to be, like, like, I got a whole herd of cattle. Okay, no, fair. Okay, okay. That's what I meant. I couldn't kill but my you, pet. You are correct. And yeah. that's the thing. I wouldn't treat I it like a pet. I don't no. think I could do it. No, so, but uh, people are going to think I'm a psychopath. But it's like, know, they're but like, I would never. It's like, you would. If you're hungry enough. You and that's the thing. How many people... Well, look, like I said, the Donner Party is a prime example. After they ate on their shoes, they're like, okay. Shoes are gone. Got Bob over there. He's next. Um, anyways. <laughs> so back to the Wendigo. So Wendigo psychosis again. So it's this intense, like, feeling, I'm a human flesh, I think. I'm a little spooked. Um, I'm a little hungry. I'm a little hungry. For some meat. Gross. Uh, but it's described as a culture-bound syndrome. Mm, and yeah, yeah. in some First Nation communities, other symptoms would include insatiable greed and destruction of the environment. Hmm. Oh, like us. Oh, dude. I included that. Don't worry. Oh, Last okay. sentence. I'm pretty sure I wrote boom at the end of my notes. Boom. Um. So yeah, in many indigenous cultures, the lore often described Wendigos as giants that are, like, fucking huge, like, way bigger than people. And a characteristic, that's, sorry, I'm speaking without putting a sentence together normally. Um, <laughs> it's late, guys. So, the in a lot of cultures, that's what, what they perceive, but that's one thing that is absent from Algonquin culture, which I thought was kind of cool. So, like, some indigenous cultures, like, these things are fucking huge. Yeah. And the Algonquins are like, nah. Mm. So I was like, mm, okay. Okay. Um, but the reason for them, like, this being in the lore is because whenever a Wendigo ate another human or person or whatever you want to call it, it would grow in proportion to the meal it just eat. Oh. So it would never be full. Oh, that makes sense. Right? Oh, that's interesting. When I read that, I was like, oh. Oh, that makes sense. Always hungry. So, therefore, that's why they're portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous, hungry, fucking ravenous beasts, but Gross. also fucking scrawny little skeletons. And that makes so much because sense. Because they're starving. They're starving right? all the time. Stop growing then. Right? Uh, so, anyway, that was that, and I thought that was kind of cool because I didn't think of it that way. No, I didn't either. Interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then in some traditions, humans overpowered by greed could actually turn into Wendigos. And the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. And other sources kind of say that Wendigos were created when humans resorted to cannibalism to survive. Mm -hmm. So Caitlin and I'd be fucked. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, humans could also turn into a Wendigo by being in contact with another Wendigo for too long, isn't it? Another mm. part of the lore. So 
So there's a couple ways you can be turned. But yeah, as a concept, the Wendigo can apply to many situations. And I thought it was kind of cool because it can serve as a metaphor explaining any pattern of domination by which people are violently destroying and like dominating an area. Yep. Boom, colonism. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I have for you all. I hope that that prepares you for what Caitlin's about to tell you and that you enjoyed hearing about Fort Saskatchewan because I had no fucking clue there was so much history to this no place. Because, like, remember we went once for a play? Oh, yeah. We had um, our drama, like, one act festival there. And that was literally the only time I went until recently. And, and I yeah just was like, this town sucks, whatever. But now it's pretty cool. Well, I just didn't realize how big it was. Like, I just no, kind of was like, eh. It's just on the outskirts of shirt park and i was like man whatever i don't care yeah and i was just kind of like well there's yeah. like oh, some stuff going on and whatever that's that like no it I, didn't seem like there was much going on and i had no idea all of the history so that really i thought was really cool it's but. really yeah it's really beautiful when you like go along the trails along the river and stuff it's really nice actually right okay so here we go we're going to so some of this info is from the Rocky Mountain Cryptids podcast and i have some from like murderpedia and i have some Wikipedia and oh my god, this other website I can't even remember. There's a lot of po- there's a lot of websites on, which is very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot. I, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Like you introduced yeah. it to me. Like I never knew. And like as yeah. you are aware, and I said in the beginning, like I love true crime. Yeah, so right. I was surprised when you told me about it, and I didn't know about it. Well, I had yeah, like I don't know. I, I knew about Wendigos and all that stuff, but never, like... Not the specific case. No, no, it's about. really interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the story of Swift Runner. And it scared the shit out of me because it happened really close by, I guess. Um, <laughs> so Swift Runner was a Cree man who lived in central Alberta area, which is, like, where Fort Saskatchewan is. Yep. Around there. His birthday is not known. So... It, but it takes place in the late 1800s. Well, let's take a minute, though. Like, did anybody fucking know their birthday back then? No. Like, they were, did like, they record it? No. Oh, here you are. Actually, birth. Well, they're probably like, you're not going to live. I'm not recording this. <laughs> That's so true. Like, yeah, hey, you only got four weeks. You're fine. Um, but, yeah. yeah, like, you know, yeah. think back. Like, it's not like they documented everything no. they do now. So they didn't know. But he apparently live, led um, a really normal, happy life. Um, he received a Cree education. Um, apparently he was a nice child, a nice adult. He grew up to be a trapper with his wife, and he had six children. That's a lot of children. That is six too many. Okay. That is six too many. No. <laughs> um, so apparently, yeah, he was happy, normal, but he eventually be- um, began, began to suffer from mental health problems, and he developed an addiction to alcohol, which um, made it worse. Fair. And so, yeah, he became really, like, withdrawn and depressed and all this stuff. Aww. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. Very well. I mean, and especially back then, like you know, you have these indigenous people who are introduced to alcohol, right? Like, like, like they like their systems never had that. They've never been no. used to it. They're not like the Europeans, so no. obviously they're gonna have like problems with right? it. And then on top of mental health, like that oh, was something exactly. that wasn't acknowledged. They were just like, ah, no, well, then rub some dirt in it, right? And then. Of course, we know all the stuff that happened to indigenous people. Like, what do you... Ex- yeah, anyways, we're not going to get... It's just wild. No, it's it's sad. So, um, 
Yeah, so in the summer, the winter of 1878, that sounds like hell <laughs> on earth. That, the hard pass. 1878 to 79. The winter of 2021 sucks enough. All winter suck. We can you imagine, like, you only got, what, a wood burning stove? Like, you live in a fucking hut. Bye. <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> like, God. So he took his family with him in the wilderness as he trapped. Um, but apparently it was a really brutal winter, which oh, led yeah. to a time of intense starvation and misery. Yes, yeah, so that sounds really fun. Sick, that'd be fun. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. Um, so Swift Runder, Runder, <laughs> dude, do you hear me talk every time we record this? Oh my, God. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dying. I'm so tired. But no, it, this is good. Octavia, Let's go. we're telling a spooky story. All She's of us listening. together. She's listening. I know. We should be in the dark. Spooky story time. Um. So he was oh, apparently overcome by the Wendigo psychosis, yes. right? Okay. And he, <laughs> I will, yeah, so apparently, yeah, he was overcome by the Wendigo psychosis and he murdered and cannibalized his whole family, including his parents and dogs, which I will get more into, which is, yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. So what? What's interesting to note is that they were only 25 miles away from a Hudson's Bay Company post in which the family could have received food and supplies. What? So because of this, they were it was believed that the acts of cannibalism were not purely motivated by starvation. And oh, rather, sorry, how close? 25 miles. That's far for them, but like far enough that you could have made it and lived. Yeah, like I didn't realize that they were so close to reason. Sources. Well, and that's why they thought he was overcome by the Wendigo psychosis because. Do you think that he knew that the resources were there? Like, I like, think he know, would. If you're, he's, he's a, a trapper too. Yeah, you like, would know. Yeah, that's true. So, like, he could have made it, and he didn't need to murder his whole family. So, you know what I'd rather do though? Murder, murder you, my family. Murder my family. I don't want need fucking dried meat at the Hudson's Bay Company post. I got a bunch of meat right here. I got here. a bunch of... <laughs> I got six children's Oh, God. That's so bad. <laughs> That's a lot, though. So... Depending um, on the age. Like a baby. That make, I shouldn't have said that. That's a full meal. A baby would be a, a yeah, decent meal. A decent meal, but, like, how many meals? Like, like you one. One, and yeah. then, then you gotta eat the next one the next day. It's only like, They're not all babies, though. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, how much meat? It's a lot. I don't know why my mind went there. I'm so sorry, y'all. That was disturbing. <laughs> so gross. This is really disturbing. That's, I don't like the... Well, we're not going to talk about this. Um, oops. Oopsies. You're welcome, so, everyone. So, when Swift Runner returned from his winter camp, people around him grew suspicious of the m missing family members because he, um, because obviously it was a brutal winter, and he appeared healthy and plump. And, and healthy and plump! And they were like, like you look like you've eaten at least six kids. You look, yeah, exactly. They're like, hmm, strange. Why are you so? Anyways, so invest inspector. His name is. It looks like it's severe. Like that looks like his name, but there's a bunch of accents. I'm not pronouncing it. Oh, yeah, that's the mouthful. Inspector Severe. We're gonna. Oh, don't show your butthole. Was given the task of investigating. Swift Runner's behavior. So he and a small party of policemen accordingly trekked out to the trapper's camp. Oh, okay. So he, um, a Swift Runner obligingly showed the mounted police a small grave near his camp. 
he explained that so his he said that all the that all of them had just died from starvation right. okay so he explained that one of his boys had died and was buried there so the inspector and his detachment opened the grave and found the bones undisturbed that however did not explain the human bones scattered all around the place well and not only that like if it were in the winter mm-hmm. the flesh wouldn't have decomposed no, exactly, right? So, like, if you just had bones, yeah. like, he would have, like, some Right, right. Here. So, um, the inspector found, don't buy my laptop. The inspector found a skull, which Swift Runner willingly Sick. told him was that of his wife. Oh, cool. So, I've copied this word for word from another website. Like, Caitlin, I think that was basically my Wikipedia notes. Okay, story. so just like, just too. if anyone's like, Caitlin stole the story, like, no. I you gave credit to Wikipedia. No. If you, oh god, I'm sorry. You gave credit to all your websites. I think yeah, that's the so, main thing. Uh, they wrote this really well, so I just copied it. Dude, stop. Um, without much prodding, Swift Runner revealed what had happened to the rest of his family. At first, Swift Runner became haunted by dreams. A Wendigo spirit called on him to consume the people around him. The spirit crept through his mind, gradually taking control. Finally, he was a Wendigo, and Swift what runner no longer why is swift runner so hard to say it's a bit of a tongue twister yes. especially when you're like saying ooh, ooh. Things in, in, like you're reading a sentence right so then the wendigo killed and ate swift runner's wife this accomplished the wendigo forced one of swift runner's boys to kill and butcher his younger brother oh god. while enjoying oh my god this is so bad when i heard this in like lisa's podcast i was like gross the spirit were you know because he's saying, like, it took over him. Yeah, It wasn't him. So he said the, the spirit made him hang his infant by the neck from a lodgepole and tug at the baby's feet. I don't know. Is that bad? That's so bad. Oh, my I know. God. That is horrible. It was later shown that he had also done away with Swift Runner's brother, his mother-in-law. Though he acknowledged that she had been a bit, bit tough. Yeah, like, he went after this and, like, hunted down the rest of his family and killed and ate them, too. Because I was going to say, he didn't bring his mother-in-law with no, him. No, he, like, went and found them. What and, like, the fuck? That's also why they were like, you weren't starving. You didn't need to eat fucking 12 people. No, that's pretty fucked up. He said she was a bit tough. Okay, like, do you know what fucking gets me? What? When cannibals talk about what it's like. Like, I can't remember this man's name, but there was a case where a man was a student in the Netherlands. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes, yes. This, this man killed a poor, poor woman. Yeah. And he, like, wanted to eat her, like, thighs and her, like, buttock area. Because yeah. he was like, oh, that'll be meaty. And he's like, oh, it wasn't very good. There's a lot of fat. And I'm just like, what the Fuck! You took someone's life, and that's what you have you're, to say. You're disappointed by the flavor. Like, yeah, like isn't fun? that like that's I think what gets me about cannibalism when people make comments like that. It's like, hold the fuck up! Like, no, like, thank no. you. Sir. So the revolted mounted police hauled Swift Runner and the mutilated evidence back to Fort Saskatchewan. The trial began on August eighth, uh, eighteen seventy nine. The judge and the jury did not view the Wendigo idea in the same light as the Cree. So they saw Swift Runner as a murderer, and, tra- and the trapper made no attempt to hide his guilt. Oh, it's, you know... And they sentenced him to be hanged. That's just... Yeah. So, um... Yeah. So this... Obviously, yeah, this was the first... Ooh! The first hanging in the area. Um, they had never conducted an execution before. What year before. did this happen again? 1879. Yeah, like... 
That's insane. I know. And I think the thing that's really crazy too, like even how you mentioned here, like obviously the people of the area didn't look upon mm-hmm. um, like it being part of the culture. Yeah. Like that's another thing that I never actually really thought about. Like to me, it's like this guy did something that's really fucked up. He should be like face his repercussions, yeah. but I didn't think about it in that way. Yeah, but, like, I do you think Cree people, if there were no white people, if he did the same thing, do you think they probably would have found him guilty, too? Well, I don't know how they're, like, like, did they have a justice system, like, yeah, of the would, same way, like, where it was, no, like, probably not. you know what I mean? Like, or did one person make the decision, like, or, like, would they all be, like, you're fucked, we're gonna get rid of you? Like, mm. obviously, they wouldn't agree with what he did, but, no. like, it's interesting to think of it in that way, where it's, like, he they maybe wouldn't have said Swift Runner is guilty. They might yeah. have said, like, it wasn't him, but we have to deal with this because that's yeah. no longer him. Like, it's just a weird way of thinking about yeah. things. Yeah, so... Um, if that made any sense. I no, feel it like did. I'm having a fever dream right now. Me too. I feel so sleepy. I feel sick. I'm, like, so tired. So we need to finish this. Um, <laughs> so, um, although the Hudson's Bay Company had once hanged an employee for murder, this was the first formal... Ed- execution in western canada in western canada even yeah so staff sergeant fred bagley a former burglar was put in charge of the arrangements so a gallows was erected within the fort enclosure at fort saskatchewan and an old army pensioner named rogers was made hangman on the appointed morning a cold december 20th swift runner was led to the scaffold so yeah um oh oh there's more (laughs) Um, so nowadays we view as psychosis what the Cree thought to be the work of a Wendigo spirit. At one time, in the belt of parkland that borders the northern plains, it was far from being a rare phenomenon. Usually the symptoms were the same as those displayed by Swift Runner, and in one way or another, most of the afflicted Wendigos met similar violent deaths. So, yeah. Um, it's just really spooky, and I didn't really... I know but well no like um you definitely told me about it like if you wouldn't have told me i would have had no clue right i think it's just so interesting that like this is like obviously not the same but it's almost kind of like to me like when people plea insanity Mm -hmm. yeah like yes like he's that's a form of insanity like yeah psychosis and whatever but how strange like this man didn't just do it just because. And, like, I don't know, it makes you wonder, like, do you think he was actually possessed by a being? Or was mm-hmm. he just really fucked up and was like, you know what I'd love to do? Kill and eat my whole family. Right? Well, like, I don't, because for me, it's like, I kind of, I, I like supernatural things and I like the idea of ghosts. But, like, I, not that I don't fully believe in it. It's one of those things where I'm, I'm on really, the exact same page. I'd have to see it, which sounds dumb because, like, of course I'm not going to see it. Well, even, like, um, it's so funny because, like, Jeremy always bugs me because he's very much so a skeptic. Yeah. And I will be like, Jeremy, I swear to God, I saw ghosts today. And he's like, you literally <laughs> say that to me every day. Because, like, I'll see... Do you see, see ghosts every day? No, I literally will see something out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And I'm like, like ghosts. Ghost. Yeah. Or, earlier today... My brush fell off the counter and I screamed and I was like, it's a ghost! <laughs> and he's like, your brush fell because you put it down incorrectly. <laughs> like, it wasn't on there sturdy. Like, so it's interesting to think of it in that way. Like, like this is something that, like, I'm going to be straight up, I guess. I don't necessarily believe in, like, this. I, I think the psychosis part of it is definitely yeah. a thing. But, like, oh, yeah, for sure. The, like, actual being 
thing. Like, it's something, and like you said, I feel like it's something I would have to see and experience to believe. But it's not that I think that it's BS or anything. Like, I think that it's interesting, and I, I learning about it, I thought the culture was really cool, and knowing where it came from. Um, I, but I think this guy was just a bit of a, if he was having mental health problems, it definitely could have been, like, that spiral of mental health and the addition, addiction to alcohol. I just, I think if he was, had a normal, not that like having a normal childhood doesn't mean he won't be a murderer, but like if he was like a nice person and he'd never done anything bad and then all of a sudden just what snaps, happened? like yeah. what happened? Um, and you know what? In 1879, you're in the wilderness, like I lose my mind. They, you know, maybe his kids piss him off. Yeah, honestly. Alone in the cabin with six kids, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna fry you all up. The the cannibalism part is the weird part to me. I think that like is right. the the I don't want to say that the one part that doesn't make sense because the whole thing doesn't make sense and it's all no. kind of fucked. But you know, like sometimes people like you hear about the the or like the dad will kill the entire family, mm. and mm -hmm. like there's mm -hmm. so many cases like that, and mm -hmm. it's like for other it's like more of a crime of passion, but like. Like, if it were just that, then I could maybe see, like, more of, okay, like, he had a, he snapped. But, like, the cannibalism thing, like, right? where did that come from? Right, because that's, like, that takes time and, like, um, effort. Like, what you and I were saying, where you sometimes end up being, like, okay, if I were in a life or death scenario, yeah. what would I do? You know what, after a week of not having any food, I'd probably go for it. Yeah. But he didn't do that. No, he, like, so, ate everybody and then hunted down the rest of his family. That's the thing. Like, 25 miles from a place where they could get food. That is, like, some Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. I just... But, yeah, like, I get the, um... I, I'd be interested in learning more about the psychosis aspect of it. Yeah. Because, like, it's talking about that intense... The intense fear... Yeah. Of becoming a cannibal as part of it, yeah. or the craving of human flesh. I like I what, definitely believe part. Like that makes sense to me. Like yeah. I think it's fucking weird, and I don't understand it because to me it's like how do you? I don't want to be a cannibal. Like what do you mean? I believe in um, like cultural like mental conditions because that's I've read like studies on it. Totally. How like anorexia is one of them. How it. It's kind of a recent thing. Oh yeah, like there's lots of them. Like our society has such a big impact on I our mental health conditions. Definitely agree with that. So it's it's you know what I can totally see. I guess how it happened, how they would the psychosis makes sense. Yeah, but I don't think that it's an actual being. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, because like society, the society you're in and your beliefs have such a big impact that it can literally trigger mental conditions well, and, if, and if you're told your whole life that that's the thing and that's, that's the thing, thing. And that's thing like your mind's powerful man it is very much so so but I, do i believe it's a being no mostly i want to not believe in it because if it was real i that's, don't well i looked at those pictures and they're fucking horrifying i don't want to be on this earth if that is <laughs> with me i don't want it hard well jordan was talking about rocky mountain yes. cactus that he saw it and i was like i can't and, handle that. But you know what I think the other thing is, is like, no, thank you. You have to see it to believe it is kind of our views. But quite often, if you have that mindset, you won't see it. Is true. That, true. So, and I, and I 
people who believe in ghosts, I know people who I trust who believe in ghosts and see them. Well, so, like, I trust their opinions. And that's the thing. And, like, I, I, I don't want to say I believe and I don't believe, because, like, with ghosts yeah. and stuff, there's been a few things where, like, like you said, I've heard other people's stories, and I'm like, there's no way that that, like... If and I, I trust actually, them. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, I'm like, yeah. that actually happened. Ghost. Spooky. 100%. Yeah. I, I think it makes life more interesting. It makes it scary, but mm. it's cool. It is cool. So, but. will I ever see one? Hopefully not. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, but anyways, yeah. Caitlin and I need to go to bed, y'all. Oh, God. So, 100%. we will talk at you in a couple weeks. I'm going to look at a calendar so I know when that is. That is on... Oh my god, March 10th. What the hell? What the March. And uh, Caitlin and I are going to switch up. This one was a little switch up. It's a fun little out of our norm episode, but we're back to our roots next time. Oh. And Caitlin and I are going to Shawville. Shawville, I never heard of that. Quebec. Oh, oh yeah, okay. And this little town, we thought, let's hit up Quebec. Haven't been there yet. And nope. this is an English speaking town. Quebec because Caitlin and I don't have French speaking ability. No. So if we were to try to read you anything that we found, you'd be in French. It wouldn't be very helpful. No. So we are looking forward to that. We hope you all loved this episode. Please give us some feedback on it and let us know what you think. Hopefully you thought this was a wild story because I know I know. Yeah, it is a wild story. Um, if you want to reach out to us and tell us what you thought, all that, our email is smalltownbig problemspod at gmail.com and our instagram is small town big problems pod so feel free to reach out shoot us a dm or an email and tell us what you think but otherwise we'll see you in shawville on march 10th sick thanks for listening thanks y'all don't go out in the woods bye, bye.